there was a young gal who was about seven months pregnant and she'd gotten into a car accident. And she laid in a coma for about two months. And in that time, her pregnancy came to pass and she had twins. After a period of two months, she, she woke up out of her coma and she said to the doctor, how, how are my babies? And she said, he said, they're doing fine and, and they're beautiful children. You had a boy and you had a girl and, um, and everybody's doing great. In fact, your brother was here and um, he named them while you were unconscious. And she thought, thought to herself, my brother's an idiot. How in the world could he name anything? So she looked at him and she just said, so what did he name them? And he said, well, your daughter, he named her Denise. And she was utterly surprised and thought, I like that name. I can't, I can't believe that he would actually come up with that. And so with that same surprise, she said, well, what did he name the boy? And he said, he named him the nephew. <clears throat> That's what surprise looks like on both uh, the good side and the bad side. Um, surprise is an emotion that, that we all experience. It's, it can be a good emotion. Um, it can be a bad emotion. Let me give you a definition for it. Surprise is to be unaware and overtaken without warning. Um, and that's an important definition. To be overtaken or to be unaware and overtaken without warning. It's, it's like a surprise attack. We don't see it coming. And it just, it just leaves us looking like that. Um, are you ready for this? A psychologist who actually goes by the term of a surpriseologist, because every ology has to have an ologist, I guess. Um, a psychologist by the name of Luna says that every surprise, big or small, small activates the brain, brain surprise sequence. We move from freeze to find to shift to share. Um, surprise causes us to just stand in our tracks and to, and to try to regain some semblance of order again. It actually, it demands our attention because when we're surprised, there's nothing else we're thinking about. There's nothing else we're feeling. Think about, um, think about, a good joke that you've heard. Every good joke depends on surprise. I take this one. There was a pastor who, um, who went to one of his parishioners' homes. And he hadn't eaten lunch and he was running late, so he goes to the home and he sits down and it's an older gentleman in his congregation that he's known for years. And uh, the gentleman says to him, would you like me to make you a cup of tea? And he said, well, sure, go ahead. 
And so the gentleman went off and, and as the pastor sat there, he looked and he saw this, this bowl of peanuts and he thought, well, I'm sure he won't mind if I just take a few. And so he takes a few and then a few more and then he realized he eats the whole thing. And then he's thinking, oh boy, what's he gonna think when he comes in? So when his pressure comes back in, he says to him, hey, look, I'm sorry, I, I, I ate all your peanuts. And he said, ah, don't worry about that. Since I've lost my teeth, I can only just suck the chocolate off them anyways. See, you don't see that coming. That's what makes that a surprise. That's what makes a good joke. That's what makes life is the surprises that come. Not all good, not all bad. This morning, we're going to continue our series on emotions, and I hope that you've, you've been able to see the power of them. We all feel them. It affects the way that we think and the way that we behave. And they're given to us by God so that we would not only know, but that we would feel in our bones what is true, what is right. This morning, we're going to look at the emotion of surprise. And it's no surprise that when you look at the Bible, you see that the God that we worship is a God of surprises. Think about it. Abraham and Sarah. In their old age, what does he do? He surprises them with a baby. When she had been barren all of her life. Think about Moses, how God used him to surprise the Egyptians with the parting of the Red Sea. You can, you can imagine their faces, the faces of the people of Israel as Moses lifted his hands and the sea parted. The surprise of a little shepherd boy who takes down a big giant and ultimately becomes king of Israel. The surprise of the prophets who over and over again displayed God's forgiveness in the midst of all of their rebellion. The God that we worship is a God of surprises. He is a God who has built us with the ability to become surprised, to become struck with awe and to become struck with wonder. Um, this morning, we're going to look at a passage that, um, uh, frankly, I think will surprise you a little bit. It comes from Luke chapter 17. And in this passage, we see Jesus, who was no stranger to surprise. The one who turned water into wine, um, the one who actually spoke the words that shocked everyone when he said, your sins are forgiven, the one who raised Lazarus at the tomb, and the one who shocked and surprised everybody at the resurrection. Jesus was no stranger to surprise, but you're going to see something surprising in this passage. Not only with the players, but with Jesus himself. Look at the words with me. Now on his way to Jerusalem, 
Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. Now, let me just say something about leprosy. We don't struggle with leprosy today. Leprosy can be cured, but back in Jesus' day, it couldn't be cured. It was an ugly disease, a disease that literally would eat people's face apart, would cause fingers and extremities to fall off that ultimately would lead to death as their skin just rotted. It was a disease that separated them from the world because they were forced to go off into leper colonies where no one could have access to them, where even their spouse couldn't come and just give them a hug or a kiss lest they be considered unclean. All of a sudden, Jesus, making his way between Samaria and Galilee, he comes across a group of leopards, lepers who are surprised to see him. And they call out to him. As he was going to the, the village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance. When he saw them, he said, go show yourself to the priest." And as they went, they were cleansed. Now, they were from Samaria. What does that mean? Jews didn't speak to Samaritans. Samaritans were, were considered Jews who were compromising dogs, who had, who had given themselves over to um, all of the captors of Israel who, who willingly gave up their religion and engaged in all the false religions of, of the Assyrians and the Babylonians and the Romans and so they were considered people you didn't waste your time on. So these people were people who were outcasts because of where they were physically. They were outcasts because of where they were spiritually. And yet, when they meet Jesus at a distance, Jesus surprises them and he meets their need. When he saw them, he said, go show yourself to the priest and as they went, they were cleansed. Can you imagine what that must have been like? They meet up with him. I'm sure they call out to him. And all he says to them is, go show yourself to the priests. And as they go, the rot and their body begins to just disappear. Limbs begin to heal. Those who couldn't walk now can walk. Those who didn't have all their fingers now have all their fingers. Can you imagine what that must have been like? Talking about being overtaken by something you didn't expect. Now look at this. One of them when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? God is a God of surprises. And even in Jesus, believe it or not, we see 
surprise. Jesus is surprised when this man comes and says, but what about the other nine? Where are they? Now, how can Jesus be surprised? Jesus was God. And Jesus was God. And Jesus was fully man. And what you see in Jesus is the human side of him, his human nature, looking upon what God had done through him to them, and yet their unwillingness to come back without any with any sense of gratitude. Jesus shared the same emotion that you and I have. He was surprised, shocked, amazed that such a great thing would happen, such an incredible miracle, and they wouldn't even come back as this man did and give thanks and praise. Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Here's a takeaway that I want you to have this morning as we look at this passage. Surprise is to, be, is to humble us to the God who saves us. Surprise is to humble us to the God who saves us. Jesus says to the, says to the man, go back again. What does he say? Your faith has made you well. What's the core of surprise? Ultimately, it's faith. You see, the others had, had encountered the surprise that came to them when they were healed. But they didn't go any further with it. Because ultimately, in surprise, God reveals himself to us. He reveals truth to us. He reveals blessings to us. You might say the, the, the leper took the, whole pass, took the whole package. It wasn't enough just to be healed. He went back to Jesus. He went back to the one who was the God who healed him. And he threw himself down and Jesus said to him, your faith has made you well. Why do we struggle with surprise? We struggle with it because surprise, it represents wonder. Well, why would you have a problem with wonder? Because wonder depends upon security. And the problem is, we're insecure people. We don't like surprise because, well, for one, we can't control it. We like a little bit of surprise. 
with due, due notice for it, um, but nothing earth-shattering. We don't want surprise that disrupts our lives, that makes us have to change our lives totally. Because surprise might require something of us that, that we don't really want to engage with. We like surprise, but not that much. We struggle with it because we struggle with God. We struggle with the fact that God can work something supernatural in our lives. And yet we know that for God to be God, he'd have to do that. We struggle with it because ultimately we want to call the shots first. See, surprise requires faith. I mean, if you're going to have the whole package, surprise requires that you receive what is going on before you and you trust God with it, whether it's good or whether it's bad. Because there's nothing that surprises God. God knows what's going to happen five minutes from now, five years from now. Surprise means that we have the faith to let go and trust God. Let me share with you a passage, a verse from Deuteronomy chapter 28. And I think we have that on the screen. And if you obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. All of these blessings, if you are willing to just trust and have faith in God, then you will be overtaken. You will be surprised at every juncture, at every corner by God's blessings. Why is it that we don't experience more blessing in our lives? Why is it that we don't experience more of the good surprise in life that comes by God's hands? It's because oftentimes we we just don't believe. And when we don't fully believe, we don't fully obey. To live with surprise in our lives means that we take the full package, that we believe that God is a God of surprise at every corner. We understand that God's timing is God's timing and not our timing. We understand that God's ways are his ways and not our, our ways. We understand that God's power is way beyond our power. We understand and we submit ourselves to his sovereign care and faith. And in doing so, We allow God to surprise us. As C.S. Lewis would say, we allow God to surprise us with joy. 
that the God we worship is a God of the unexpected. And he will do the unexpected in your life if you're willing to open yourself to it. Because otherwise, we just encounter the surprises of this world that come when we live by our human nature and get twisted with sin. And then we become surprised by the penalties of sin. And yet, even in that, God is at work. Even in the surprise at the penalty of our sins, God says to us, turn to me. Humble yourself. Humble yourself to the God who saved you. Because he is a God of the unexpected. He is a God who is able to do in your life what you could never ever think, dream, or imagine. Bored with God. What a concept, huh? How can you be bored with God? When you read the scriptures and you see it every avenue... God interjects himself. In the midst of our moments of faithlessness, God enters in. And he surprises us. He redirects us. He corrects us and yet loves us. I mean, think about the surprise in our hearts of a God who would forgive us. No matter what. A God who would love us no matter what. If we're willing to live for him. It's interesting, I saw this week um, cover of Time Magazine and I had a chance to just breeze through it quickly. And it talked about a new generation of millennials who are transforming and redefining our sexual natures. That now on applications you have to put male, female, transgender, other. Really? Why would we do that? Part of it, I believe, is, is boredom. Part of it is a sense of deadness inside of us. Part of it is a belief that somehow we have, to, we have to change things up so that somehow we can feel alive. That, that somewhere for us there must be something good waiting for us to happen. That's not how it happens. We don't experience wonder that way. We don't experience wonder in a bottle or in a drug or in an affair. The only surprises there are the bad ones. Real surprise humbles us to the God who saves us, 
who not only saved us, but who continues to save us, who at every corner and turn is waiting to overtake us and bless us with the unexpected. How do you give yourself to that? One, the willingness to risk. The willingness to give yourself to God and just risk. That whatever happens, no matter how surprised or shocked or taken back I might be, God is there for me. And God is a good God who wants nothing but what is good for my life. To the willingness to rest in him. So that even when something happens that takes me by surprise, when somebody does something that I never saw coming or I, I couldn't believe they would do that, I couldn't believe they would do that to me. I can still hear God's voice speaking and those surprises saying to me, just rest in me and you will be surprised at what I will do. You'll be surprised how I'll turn this out. I I can tell you I've seen it over and over again. I've seen it in some drastic cases. I've seen it in, in women who I've worked with who, I think of one gal, no education, had been married for 15, 16 years, had nine children, and the children had a bunch of problems, and her spouse just walked out and left her. I want you to think about that. Nine kids with a multitude of mental issues. A husband who walks out on you and you have no education. What do you do with that? I remember sitting there thinking, I got nothing. (laughs) Trying to speak words of hope that I'm thinking... Yeah, this is pretty hollow because I have no idea what you're going to do. And yet God enters and turns things around and brings incredible, unexpected blessings in this person's life becomes redeemed and restored in a way that nobody would have expected because she was just willing to risk and just willing to rest in God. Think about the surprises that God brings into our lives where we are surprised by joy. We see something wonderful. God does something wonderful for us but we don't take it for granted. We rest in him and we ask him how he would have us to use this new thing in our lives for his glory. 
that brings us to the third and last, and that's the willingness to rejoice. To rejoice in all the good surprises that God brings us. To rejoice in the surprises that aren't good that come from our sinfulness or others, and yet we know that God works all things to the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. See, whenever you're surprised by something, even if it's just you thought it was going to rain and pour and be an ugly day and you wake up and the sun's shining, let it humble you to the God who saved you. Let it be a reminder that people are no better at predicting the weather than they are at God's will. Every day can be a day of surprise if you're willing to let your faith lead you. Because really, what is faith? It, it, yeah, it's a belief in what's unseen, but it's in belief in all the surprises of a God who can do the unexpected. <clears throat> the famous words of Forrest Gump, what are they? You never know what you're going to get. It's a surprise. Somewhat right. God is a God of surprises. And while you never know what you're going to get, you always know it's going to be good. Because he loves you. And you can cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. And no matter what surprises come your way, whatever you get in the end will be worked out for your good and for his glory. And in the midst of the surprises of life, you can count on that. So the next time you're surprised, just reflect a little bit and know that God is there in the midst of those surprises to remind you of the God who saved you and the God who loved you. Let's join our hearts in prayer.